This podcast is meant to start important conversations about medical health. In no way is this to replace a face-to-face discussion with your healthcare professional. Hello and welcome to How's It Hangin'. This is your host, Paul Nelson. We're recording here in the middle of Midtown Manhattan. Uh, We are taking your questions anytime you want to send them in at howsithanginpodcast at gmail.com. I have a question here that I probably get three times a week. This is from a, a woman named Anne. She's 32 years old. She wrote to us, My boyfriend couldn't get hard last week. I tried everything I could to get him hard. What am I doing wrong? He says it's not me, but I've gained a few pounds, and I'm worried he's not attracted to me anymore. Oh, Anne. Uh, if I If I had a nickel, as they would say... First of all, it's really hard to believe when someone says it's not about you and yet you're naked in bed, you're having sex with him and so how could it not be about you? That's We're going to start there. So first of all, you have to believe him that it's not about you. I'm on his side completely. It's really not about you. There's this strange phenomenon we see in, in everywhere. When it comes to male sexual difficulties, women are way too fast to blame themselves. In fact, I always say women never blame yourself. We're talking about body parts. We're talking about complicated body parts. We are talking about nerves. We're talking about anxiety. You don't know what he's thinking. I'm going to guarantee, first of all, there could have been something going on. How much had he had to drink? Was he tired? Was he distracted? Is he under a lot of stress? There are a million reasons why a guy can't get hard. I tell patients all the time, we should be amazed every time an erection works because it's such a complicated thing. A guy will not get hard for a million reasons. Accept the fact. It has nothing to do with you. Let me assure you, if he didn't want to be having sex with you, he wouldn't be with you. He wouldn't be having sex with you if he didn't want to have sex with you. He's not looking at how many pounds you've gained. He's not looking at any of that stuff. He's probably more concerned about, oh my God, I really like this woman. I really want to make an impression. Oh my God, oh my God. And his anxiety gets a hold of him and he loses his erection. But also he could be stressed out at work. He could be too tired. There are all these things that go into sex that have nothing to do with how attractive you are. I'm sure you're attractive. He wants to have sex with you. He wants to impress you with his penis, probably too much. In fact, I've heard guys say, I'm convinced every girl I'm having sex is comparing my penis to every other penis she's ever seen. And women are like, are they serious? Anyway, Anne, it is not you. I can't say that often enough. I'm going to say that continually in my whole career, the rest of my life. You are not to blame for his erectile dysfunction. What I will tell you your responsibility is to ask for what you want and start having fun and play in sex. So intercourse is off the table temporarily. It may be off the table for 10 minutes or an hour or today or this week. But just because intercourse is off the table doesn't mean we stop having sex. You may have to take charge of this situation if he suddenly is freaked out and freaking out about his penis. You can take charge and say, please do this to me, do this to me, touch me here, let's play this way. Make it fun and playful. And guess what? I'm betting that if things get back to normal, the erections will come back as well. And this question was a great starting point because I I am sure women everywhere have a lot of questions about penises and how they work and how they don't work and why they don't work or how they are supposed, whatever. I thought I'd invite on one of the most sexually insatiable, open, exploring, uh, amazing uh, sex goddesses I have had the pleasure of meeting. Laura Desiree is a self-described Amazonian sex goddess, and my God, she is. I can imagine a lot of men might lose their erection with her, not because she's not unbelievably beautiful, but because it could be a little overwhelming to the average guy. So here's our conversation with Laura Desiree. I thought I'd bring her on so that women can hear what's going on and men can also hear what's going on. And let's get this conversation going. Give me your sexy radio voice. Our special guest today is Miss Laura Desiree. And we just met. 
We are complete strangers at this point. And I'm already in love. I know. You're probably wondering, why the hell is this incredibly Amazonianly gorgeous, you know, creature sitting in my office right now? Uh, So to give you a little background on me, Paul, uh, I host a television show called Naked News, where I pretty much report and do investigative style journalism uh, in in the buff. So I go around and interview uh, sex experts like yourself. I do a lot of travel with different lifestyle companies that boast some of the most incredible adventures you're going to have in your naked life. I'm also the host, or I should say co-host, of the amazing Cam4 podcast called A Mouthful with Laura and Romy. So that's where I get to be completely unfiltered and uh, really run off script and talk with a great gal pal of mine, the great Romy Rain, who's a fabulous uh, porn star, adult performer. So I, I have a lot of questions for a specialist like you. Oh, wow. The pressure's on. Yeah. I'm an unapologetic pleasure seeker. Great. I've been this way my entire life. Good for you. I absolutely love sex, sexual encounters of all kinds, whether it's just the fun flirting beginnings of a chemistry Mm -hmm. to the actual throwdown in the bedroom. (laughs) I find that this is like what fuels me. So I'm very observant of all the interactions I'm having and all of the signals that I'm getting from the person I'm having that connection with. And I, I... I don't limit myself when it comes to who I'm having sex with. I have never said, oh, I'm, I'm straight and it's just men. I really don't apply gender to what I pursue. So I've had, you know, all kinds of partners. You've had all kinds of, right. I've you've seen it from both, partners. every angle there is, you've seen it. Truly every angle. And that being said, I've also seen a, a, an assortment of different abilities in the bedroom from specifically oh. penis owners, yeah. from dick owners. From, you know, people with cocks. I've seen different abilities, different patterns with their bedroom technique, mainly their endurance, their ability to last. Now, I used to get really offended in my, you know, early 20s. I used to get really offended when uh, a penis wouldn't stay hard. Right, right. After we've put in all this effort to get each other to this place of shared chemistry... Right. Where we're just so worked up and, and hot and irresistible for each other. And sometimes there's, you know, uh, uh, alcohol in the mix. Right. Sometimes there's just that beautiful togetherness and there's we're completely sober. And I still have found, time to time, that a penis won't stay hard in my sexual encounters. We've got to get to the bottom of it today. We will do our best. So, good very good question, and yeah. wow, that has probably happened to every guy in the world, right. not just once or twice. I mean, and, okay, first of all, it's 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 really hard, and and uh, just so you know, I have one foot in the medical world, and I have one foot in this sexology world, right? Mm. And both worlds tend to say, "I have the answer," right? The mm-hmm. the sexologists and the sex therapists go, "Oh, it's anxiety, of course. This is it's, it's, it's all this kind of stuff," and I'm like might be anxiety and the doctor's all right well we better look at his uh l-arginine levels or nitric oxide levels or we better look at his blood flow and all that kind of stuff that might be right the fact is we don't always know but you can look for clues um if a guy can main get an erection Mm -hmm. and then can't maintain it Mm -hmm. That I would absolutely you. Whenever the body is not functioning the way you want it to do, we talk about there's normal range of movement in the elbow. Mm-hmm. There's normal range of movement in your jaw. Every other body part. There is also the normal function in a penis, mm-hmm. right? That you, generally you want to see a penis get erect and then last long enough until it ejaculates, and that's the sexual encounter for the penis. So we always have to assume. Let's rule out the medical reasons for it. Sure. And so. Right away, I mean, we see symptoms of low testosterone, the inability to maintain an erection. Because an erection requires arousal. Mm. And arousal, and see, the problem is in our culture, we Mm. equate erection and arousal as the same thing. Yeah. And so a woman says, oh, he didn't get erect, he's not into me. That's exactly it. Bullshit. Bullshit. No, he could be totally into you. He just can't get an erection. They're two different things. 
Wow. Completely separate thing. The hell is the block in between them then? Well, I'm uh, irresistible. Right. right. <laughs> you know? Yeah, to say the least. Yeah. <laughs> so, now, well, the, the problem is you could be too irresistible. He's going, oh my God, I'm about to penetrate this. Yeah creature and finally this is amazing and he just gets so excited and the adrenaline kicks in and the adrenaline is the kiss of death no way adrenaline is what controls a man's penis there's a great doctor here in new york city dr john mulhall at memorial sloan kettering he has a great video you can google mulhall testosterone erections or adrenaline erections anyway he talks about the fact that all day long it's adrenaline that controls a man's penis whether he has a flaccid penis or it's erect and the reason we have to pardon the science for just a second, okay? I love it. Okay, so the little tiny balls in your penis that are like long tissue, the spongy, those little holes in the sponge are lined with muscle cells, right? And those muscle cells are tight all day, keeping the blood out. So a tight penis is flaccid, okay? Got it. Adrenaline, you've all experienced adrenaline, mm-hmm. your whole body tenses up. Yeah. So that's what happens to your penis. Wow. A surge of adrenaline, which can be a oh shit moment. Or, oh my God, I'm about to penetrate this beautiful creature in front of me. The adrenaline kicks in and the penis shrinks up and goes to nowhere. Because adrenaline is the fight or flight center. You can't, do, you can't fight or run with a raging boner. Hell no. So the body is working perfectly. I tell guys, it's not in your head. Right. Your body's doing exactly. It was overwhelmed with stress. It's like, okay. Wow. So the penis goes away because the body's getting ready to run. Away from me? Um, well, that, but, but that, yes, so the guy's loving it, but the body goes, oh, that's something scary is going on. I've always, I've always been under the belief uh, that it's not so much a mental uh, experience for men. It's just like, it's this natural body reaction. Right, yeah, but, that's what you'd like to think. And for some men it is. Yeah. And for an 18-year-old man, it often is. Yeah. Even at 22. But as we get older, mm-hmm. even as starting at 25... The sexual response changes, and you think, oh, I'm aroused, I'm going to get an erection. That's just another damnable belief that we have in our society. Wow. So setting a comfort between partners? A hundred percent. That's the key. Could that, would that be best? I would say, like, I would love to apply that in foreplay, which I think usually makes oh, men's yes. eyes roll, and they go, oh, come on, well, like, now i got to do this for her. Yeah, uh, yes. Well, uh, oh, wow, you just opened a whole can of worms. Right? Because we... <laughs> I tell guys, I say, okay, let's start off. Why are you having sex with this person? And guys are like, because uh, they're hot. I want an orgasm. It's like, really? No, you can give yourself an orgasm just as, I mean, just as yeah. easily. Really? Yeah. No, no wine, no dinner, no, no flirting. I mean, so just do it. No, but, but guys are tied to the fact that sex is a performance. Sex is a, a, a bedroom, you know, feat of like acrobatics. Yeah. And so they're trying to do sex right because they learned about sex from teenage boys in porn, right? And sex is you make out, you play with the boobs, you got on her, she's down to you, you stick it mm-hmm. in, she comes, you come there. That's perfect sex. And yeah. you follow that sequence exactly. And if it's, something goes wrong, if one of those things follows the line, you're done. Yeah. You're done. You failed. It was bad sex. It was wrong. I tell everyone, stop performing. Start playing. Start playing. And so when guys get anxious about intercourse or about this woman, I'm trying to impress her. I want her to like me. I want her to like me. I want her to think I'm a stud. I want her to play. Mm -hmm. They're not playing. They're performing. Right? They're entirely performing. They get mad at us for faking our orgasms. (laughs) And they're over here putting on a whole damn tent dance It gets into the old same reason. Women are like, okay, if I have an orgasm, he'll feel good about himself and I can get on with my life. Yeah. That's why women fake an orgasm for him, not for her, Right. So it's fair to say that uh, if a woman is, is having a, a difficult time uh, uh, achieving an orgasm, is he taking note of that? Is that scaring oh, him? Is yeah, that getting absolutely. in his head? Because it's guys in charge of sex. It's his job to give her an orgasm. I don't care what she wants. It's my job to give her an orgasm. And as I tell guys, yeah. when was the last time you asked her, how do you want your orgasm? Exactly. Do you want an orgasm? Exactly. How can I help you get an orgasm? Right. Men have been taught to believe, oh, my dick inside her. Who wouldn't want it? It's going to yeah. give her an orgasm just like that. And that's enough. You know, that's, to, enough. that's enough to get Look her Look at off. this dick. It's yeah. amazing. Yeah. And this, women are like, it's just another dick. It really is. Yeah. And I, I, I like to explore what signals go off in my body when of I'm course. climaxing. Because I want to know, like, is this, am I really getting there? Yeah. Am I really, is this going to be a real, and I can also figure out it's going to be an explosive orgasm, right. or it's going to be, you know, one of those orgasms that we worked for and it happened and it wasn't the best. Right. Because those do exist, shockingly, they, they do. Just <laughs> yes, the one that's yes. like, it's a good orgasm. It was a good effort orgasm. Yeah. But when it comes to the mental aspect of men 
looking to maintain that erection. If someone is having sex and they already have like a predisposed condition, like say depression that they're living with, how much harder is it for them <laughs> to get and stay hard? Oh, that's... Is there a different uh, set of rules for them to engage with? Oh, yeah. I, f- first of all... <sighs> we don't talk about men's mental health at all. No, we don't. Welcome to America. <laughs> so it is. Well, I mean, and you bring up depression. Well, first of all, that's a chemical process in the brain. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I, I, I answer this part of my questions all the time with guys. It's like, okay, if you don't have enough dopamine in your brain, you're never going to reach climax. So that's why one of the reasons we give men who can't reach climax, we give them Wellbutrin because it's a dopamine agonist. Yeah. It's an antidepressant. So if they're depressed, if their serotonin levels, dopamine levels are screwed up, they may never get to climax. They may never get aroused because their brain chemistry isn't functioning correctly. Oh, my God. And so... And they live a life like this. They live a life like this. And no one has said, by the way, you've got depression. No one said you've got anxiety. Yeah. It, it, or, or we they're on medication yeah. for depression, so they're on an SSRI. They'll never get an erection. Or they'll never reach climax. Could it be that it's only made known to them that there is a mental uh, problem in play when it's in a sexual instance? Absolutely. Instant I, I, every, every day I diagnose with someone with depression with anxiety. Right, because they, they might live their li- in every other facet yes. of their life. They're right. able to function. They're functioning. They're, yeah. They make a lot of money. They're married. They have kids. They may not be loving life, but they're like, I'm doing it. See, look, all the labels are done. Yeah. I make money. I've got a house. I've got a car. I've, I've got this job. Great. Look, my life is fine. Check off everything yeah, right. on the list. And yeah. yet, it's like once I start talking to them and I do a little, a couple assessments, I'm like, wow, this guy's anxiety is off the charts. What are the signs of that? Oh, uh, obsessive thoughts, worry, uh-huh. uh, they can't sleep at night, uh, uh-huh. what I call the hamster wheel thoughts, intrusive thoughts, or thinking I'm not good enough, or worrying about, oh, God, this presentation, what about this, what about the bills, what about vacation, what about my kids, what about the car, what about the house? I mean, that nonstop, that's anxiety. The feedback loop of it. The feedback just... loop. Your brain can't turn off. Yeah. And I, I think... Not to be whatever, but I think women almost know what that feels like because women sometimes have the market cornered Constantly, on worry, right? Yeah. But women have been trained to worry. Absolutely. We've also been permitted to worry well, this in is society. True. Yes, you know, it's point. a plus and Men minus. aren't allowed to show worry. Men aren't allowed to have that. You know, It's yeah. almost like they're dropping their ammunition in their yeah. armor and suddenly yeah. there's no man there. Yeah. You know, So we're yeah. not allowed to see that right. still in today's day and Absolutely. age. And depression is even worse because it can be okay to be worried as long as you're really tough and ready to fight. But yeah. if you're just depressed and you don't feel good about yourself, that's really you can't even mention that to anybody. It's funny because I'm uh, I'm uh, I'm a depressed person and I'm medicated. I'm on uh, 100 milligrams of sertraline daily, mm-hmm. and this was after a long history. I've been on it now for about seven years, but this was a long history of me trying to find the right medication. Absolutely, because I was noticing a change in my sex drive my ability to lubricate, my ability to really have that hunger and want to perform and, and, and be in a sexual situation. Right. And depression just takes all that away. Absolutely. But I didn't want to, like, my life is built on these connections and these moments, and I live for them. So it was like I had to find the right medication. Sertraline happens to work for me. Yeah. You know, are there guys that are dealing with side effects from their medication? Say they've, to say they've taken the step to own up to the fact that they are depressed. They are dealing right. with a mental health problem. Problem. And now they think everything's going to be fixed with a medication. Right. But this medication sets in and suddenly, shit, my dick doesn't work. My sex drive isn't there. Right. What do we do for them? Well, good question. Because we've got psychiatrists who don't even really give a damn about your sex life. Right. Right? So they, the guy has anxiety. Uh, give him sertraline. That's great. Yeah. Except you know what? Sertraline is what we give patients who have premature ejaculation. No way. Yeah. So if, if we give you sertraline, it's going to slow down your ejaculation. But if you don't need it, and if you're not depressed, if you're depressed, we're going to kill your ejaculation. You will never climax wow. on a high enough dose of sertraline. It's never going to happen. So we've just, we've just helped the guy be depressed, but now we just made his life even worse because he can't yeah. have sex the way he wants to have sex. Right. And his wife is going, or his partner, or his boyfriend is going, yeah. it's me, isn't it? Yes. And pretty soon the, the relationships are exploding because... Oh, you know, he's depressed. He doesn't like me. I'm sure it's, you know. Well, we base everything on our sexual compatibility. Yeah. Quite honestly, like yes, when you're exactly. in a relationship, yes. you just want to feel that you are constantly wanted and you're the only one. You oh, have to service oh, and provide everything yes. for that partner. Yes. You know, because some people still are, you know, serial monogamists out there. And they believe <laughs> that it's on them to provide all that. So it's based on how desired we exactly. are between each other. That, exactly. So what do you, do you continue prescribing medication well, yes, we, for we, someone? We, yes. We, well, first of all, I'm, I am a licensed therapist, right? Mm. So I am a huge fan of the, the two legs of, of all treatment are medical and therapeutic. Mm-hmm. So 
a lot of depression and anxiety can be really, I won't say fixed, but it can be helped a lot by retraining your thought processes mm. and being aware of what you're thinking and what you're feeling. And so when, you, when the thoughts are racing, it's like, okay, I've, okay, I need to realize these are all ridiculous worries. They're irrational. And I can go through my breathing technique or whatever it is to like put on my tape to zone out, whatever. There are all kinds of techniques to help with that. So it doesn't need to necessarily it, be here. Here's, the, here's but, another pill. Right. But if you're in an acute crisis situation, we absolutely medicate you. Now, there are newer medicines that have very few sexual side effects. Hmm. Like one is called Trintelix. One is called Vibrid. And they are antidepressant and anxiety medications with very few or non-existent sexual side effects. Mm -hmm. So that's where we go. Now, if somebody is suicidal or something, no, I send them straight to psychiatrists. Sure. They're, they're on Prozac and will say, we will help you have a sex life eventually. Right? But right now, your mental health is... The priority. The priority. And you... But if you're just your regular New Yorker coming in and you're stressed out, yeah. we're not going to put you on Prozac or any of the... We're just going to give you... A low-level anti-anxiety, anti-medication, come in and talk, but also at the same time, we're going to teach you how to have sex. This excites me so much that there is research being done for the sexual side effects Absolutely. Absolutely. of medications that are meant to make our lives better. 100%. And so the, the pharmaceutical companies finally have responded to the idea that, wow, we need mental health medications right. without sexual side effects. Right. And they are coming. They're slow coming because research and... You know, FDA approval is very slow and very expensive, but there are medications out there now. And as I tell people, I said, we would rather give you, if, for example, you have to take an SSRI, which yes. Zoloft is part of, we would rather give you tiny doses of several different drugs so that you end up with the likelihood of fewer side effects. Right. Instead of high dose of one drug, we give you a bunch of little drugs and we can accomplish the same thing a little more. It's a cocktail. Yeah, it's a cocktail. But you just well, we're, you we're all unique, right? Yeah, so all you're unique. gonna need that unique tailored right. touch. Oh, in one mind blowing thing, I think this is amazing. There are tests now. Like in our office, we use the thing called Genomind. Ooh. We do a cheek swab and send your DNA off to a laboratory, and then they send us back a list of all the medications and how you're gonna respond to them. Isn't that amazing? They, this is they, modern medicine. They, they take a swab from your mouth. Yes. And then. They look at genetics yes. and mutations, and they say this person cannot tolerate Paxil. He can tolerate Zoloft. He can't tolerate... How specific does it go into what the effects might be? Well, they will say this guy metabolizes this drug too okay. fast, so he will it will do him no good. Or he metabolizes the drug too slowly, it builds up in his system, he yes. has side effects. It sounds like... Oh, that's the cause of side effects? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. So, that, so example... Why, we should it, be doing this all the time. We should be doing it with every patient. Because otherwise, like, you had to experiment probably yes. many drugs till you found Zoloft. Oh, my gosh. I, there were so many of them that literally... Uh, you know, uh, what was the one before that I was on that everyone is on? Um, uh, Lexapro, Cymbalta. Ciprolex. Ciprolex, yeah. Ciprolex was my, my worst enemy. Yeah. You know, because I was, my doctor had said to me, oh, you know, we're going to help get your life back. We're going to yeah. help bring uh, all the joys of your life, right. including sex, back. I made a point to say, I don't, don't. want to lose my sex drive. Right. And they put me on Ciprolex. It wasn't even a high dose, but immediately there was, uh, no emotions would come through my yeah. body. I was completely blocked from all that. I had no interest in sex yeah. whatsoever. Yeah. So it is something like a genomine mm -hmm. would have found that right away. And he would never have given it to you. People are losing years to their life. Absolutely. By Be being on medication yeah. Yeah. that they, they could find out is not is going to yes. block them from these pleasures and in life. this is welcome to our system. Doctors don't even know these tests exist. Wow. Right? So if you went to your family doctor, he has no clue that these exams Right. Test. And we get to psychiatrists who are resistant to anything. Mm. Like, I've been doing it my way for 35 years. Sure. Don't tell me what to do. Mm -hmm. And so... These these companies that are like, listen, we have a way of helping find right away what drugs are going to work for your patients. And the doctor's like, ah, I've been doing this years. I got it under control. That's right. It's, so it's very frustrating. We're in a medical system where everyone is stuck in their silo. Absolutely. And this is what they do. And nobody talks to anybody, which is why in sexual medicine, we're pulling together not only education, 
medical and mental health, it all has to be, it's all part of the same thing. There isn't enough of a sexual focus in all of our medical advancements and all of our medical oh, uh, discoveries. Well, we're in America's. No, the, the exactly. Doctor, everyone's afraid of sex. That's Even right. the doctors and the psychiatrists and everything. They're and if we have four more years of that highly conservative swing of things, I think we might even be, <laughs> you know, furthering ourselves from wanting to do right. that work and right. to fund that work and to actually pursue it when really, I mean, I think you agree with me. That's why you have this practice. You know, our sexual oh. abilities our sexual uh, understanding, our sexual relationship, even with ourself, yeah. is really what, it's such a major part of our lives. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And that's, that's a whole different discussion yeah. about something that's so important to all of us. Mm-hmm. And yet, I ask my patients, have you ever studied sex? Mm-hmm. No. No. Isn't that mind-blowing? It, it's shocking. And we have sex education in schools, and it's really just about where babies come from and STDs. That's it. We don't have anything and about... We have nothing about the female orgasm, may I say. Oh, no. No, or about the male or, or the, orgasm. Or as I say, guys just, when they masturbate, they pound their prick to the pukes. That's right. That's it. And it worked at 14, and it's going to work at 44 or 64. Why do I have to change it? It works. What I do? Right. They might find a new trick here or, or there or, that, you know... And I had a patient yesterday, and he's, he's 51, and I was just telling my producer... Yeah. Sitting here smiling at us, Shannon, thank you. <laughs> I said, I'm trying to save your marriage, but he is having sex with his wife the same way he did at 18. I said, he gets on top of her, he gets hard, he gets on top of her, he gets her wet, and he rolls over and goes to sleep. And I'm like, why do you think she wants to have sex like that? So wait, are routines a dangerous thing? <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, it depends on the routine, but yes, the way people have sex... Uh-huh. It, yes, I tell people it's not the person you're... You're not bored with the sex you're having with the person. Uh-huh. You're just bored with the sex you're having. So it's not, yeah, don't take it personal. So it's not the person, if you're bored, uh, the, the sex you have after 20 years. Yeah. I mean, how long have you been sexually active? Uh, about uh, 16 years. 16 years. So is it safe to sh- say that you've evolved, progressed, grown a little bit in the last 16 years? Massively. Massively. The to, sex to you're what, having now exactly. should bear no resemblance to the sex you had 16 exactly. years ago. Exactly. And I tell guys, but no, it's like, no, we're a couple. This is what we do. We don't have to, because we can't talk about sex. Right. We're so uncomfortable talking about sex. We just do that litany. We make out. I play with the boobs. I get on her. It's the same. It's the same same thing every night. So the fact is, the sex is boring, not because of the person, because you're having freaking boring sex. Right. I always, I I mean, I used to say to lovers, especially on my first time getting intimate with them, don't you dare fuck me like you fuck everybody else. I don't want to see your routine. You know what? They probably (laughs) still gave me the routine. Guys do have a routine because a routine makes them feel safe. That's right. And they know know what to expect. It's a more controlled arena. Exactly. And as we know, great sex is all about control, right? Of course. So it's so sad. We live in a culture where everyone's like, but see, guys are having sex not to feel connected to this woman Mm -hmm. or this man. The guy's not feeling like it's now it's I need to have sex so I can show them how good my dick is and then they'll like me better. So guys are really having sex. I want them to like me. Please like me. Please like me. Please right. like me. Right. I'm like, that's really not a very sexy energy. No, it's not at all. It's incredibly, you know, it, hardcore desperation mode. Exactly. <laughs> and, and, and you think everyone, the partner doesn't pick up this idea that he's desperately, please like me. Look what I can do. If no, I do. honey, we feel it. We're and, aware we, of yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And it's, I'd say it's like the little kid doing cartwheels. Look, look, mommy, look, daddy, I'm doing a cartwheel. They go, yay, yay, yay. And the kid's doing this 30 times in a row, and you're like, okay, why does this kid need constant reinforcement over these cartwheels? Well, it's also exhausting to the other person exactly. to have to continue saying, good job. Good job. Yes. So think about, you know, these partners that are Absolutely. receiving the same routine sex that they've been having. You know how exhausting it is to be like, oh, that was fantastic when it wasn't? Yes. Oh, that was so, oh, that was, that just blew my mind. Oh, that was great. Like, after a while, you're putting on the performance to say how great it was. Exactly. And that, that takes Just to so assuage much. this other person's ego. Absolutely. But the... Poor person, they don't even realize that's why they're doing Mm-mm. it. Because no one said, here's how to have sex. Mm-mm. Here's how to just, I tell everyone, sex should be like going to the beach. If you went to the beach and someone said, no, we have to put the chairs here on this angle. We have yeah. to sit here for 10 minutes. We have to be in the water. We got to put on sunscreen. You'd be like, could we just could we just play at the beach? Can we play at the beach? We might and, get and the sand. We might you get, might get sand. Yeah. And, and you can go to the beach and not even go in the water. And you yeah. would go, oh my God, we didn't go in the water. I did the beach all wrong today. Like, you mean we just made out for two hours and we didn't fuck? Oh, oh, oh then wow. clearly that you know, wasn't sex. You know, that wasn't that's sex. That's right. That's right. So I'm telling you, said, okay, stop. Sex is not about a penis and a vagina, first of all. But we've lied to little boys. Every little kid. Boys have a penis. Girls have a vagina. Vagina. We should have said boys have a penis. Girls have a clitoris. Right. Instead, oh we God. subject these women from infancy. Yeah. Your job is to be a receptacle for a dick. That's it. 
Yeah, that's it. There's the place to put it. There's the place and to put it. And that's supposed to give and, you all your and, range of emotions yes, and, and your best feelings. And men really do believe that a vagina is an innie of their penis, which is an outie. <laughs> right? They're like, it must feel as good to her yeah. as it does to me. Right. right? And so the guy's like, I pound that vagina in the next week. And of course she wants me, right? right? For 45 minutes at least, nonstop. Yeah, just a good pounding is not an impressive thing anymore. No, no. And it then you really go out and you come over her face I, and she really loves you. That's right. I have like machines that can do that. <laughs> like actually, you know, like that's like there right. are so many devices yeah. nowadays. Okay, so look, I spend a lot of time talking to porn performers. Right. Uh, a lot of people in the industry that they have high demands when they're in the arena of, of performing. You know, right. they have to be able to last. Uh, I can't confirm who or how many, but I'm sure a lot of people, even outside of the porn industry, are abusing performance-enhancing medication. What are the fucking dangers? Let's put it out there. Okay. The, the pills are probably not a huge worry if they're taking the normal doses. We do get... Okay, remember when raves were big? Yes. I'm, I'm an old man, but and when yeah. the raves... And the guys were on drugs and they would yes. have ED, so they would take fistfuls of Viagra. Mm-hmm. Now, if you're 21, that will get you into trouble. Because Viagra, again, any drug in in, in large amounts is going to get you into trouble. Where we really have trouble is, uh, for example, on the porn sets, the men use penile injections. Yeah. Right? Those absolutely, those guys are using unhealthy doses because they're trying to get erections for like four or six or eight hours. Yes. That will cause problems. The penis can lock up. It can go into what is called a priapism where there's no blood flow in or out of the penis. Oh, my God. It's trapped. And what you can destroy the penis by that. Because what is in the injection? It, it's drug phentolamine, papaverine, and prostaglandin. And, and those are three just essentially very strong vasodilators. It's not okay. like liquid Viagra. It's a totally different mechanism. Yeah. But it forces the muscles, little, the pouches of blood, forces those muscle cells to relax. And they get engorged. But what happens is they relax so much that they pinch off the veins that are draining the blood. Okay? Ooh. So the penis, when you have an erection... It expands and it pinches the veins so that there is way less blood flow out than in. That's how you get the high pressure. That's right. But we have to have a little bit of draining or we get in the lockup. And what happens to blood when it stops moving? If you put blood in in a cup or a bag and you left it for 20 minutes or 30 minutes, what happens? It begins to clot. Yeah, it does actually. <laughs> so guess what that's happens inside the penis? Terrifying to imagine that that's sitting in some of the most amazing dicks I've ever laid eyes exactly. on so, on Pornhub.com. <laughs> so if, if, so you if even that, so that's a worst case scenario. Is like okay, there's absolutely no blood flow in or out of the penis, and the blood starts to clot. And once it clots, it no longer flows. Oh my god! So you can destroy a penis. You will never have erections again. Would you though? It, if you continue to inject it, no. Like, is it a life dependency builder? Oh, uh, no. Once you once you have a, once you have a penis destroying priapism, yeah. No, you have to go to a penile prosthesis and a penile implant. You have to get a fake. So, no. That's why those injections. We love them. They're great. They're a man's best friend. When the pills don't work, go straight to the injections. But you must do it under a doctor's care. Uh-huh. Otherwise, you will get in trouble. Absolutely. We start with tiny, tiny, tiny doses in the office. We do it two or three times in the office so we see the response. Yeah. And then we send you home and you can do it yourself. So you, you inject and in five minutes you've got an erection for two hours, however long you want. Mm-hmm. And but it's a very carefully measured very carefully. A, a, and, and approved dosage. Yeah, exactly. The doctor's on board. Absolutely. And I'm but, sure that there's a long process in doing follow-ups to make sure that uh-huh. that whole journey yes. is, is cared for. Yes. We, we see them after like two weeks or after a month. They come back mm-hmm. and say, how, the, how is everything going? Great. You know, or like I'm having trouble, I have a hard time hitting the right spot, or I or know that erections are way too long, or whatever. And they're wonderful. These injections are amazing. They help do rehabilitation. Mm-hmm. They help make the penis healthier when they're used correctly. Mm-hmm. They'll turn a guy who we see improvements. So they're like, wow, I don't need injections anymore. The pills work. So these are great things. But if you abuse them, like in the porn right. sets, we we do see that. We had one guy who had four girlfriends, and he would have sex with them at least two or three of them every day. He was injecting two or three times a day. Oh, my God. He did destroy his penis. It became just a massive ball of scar tissue. The whole thing, just a mass... Oh, my God. It didn't, it didn't get so hard So what happens to him then? Oh, wow. What happens <laughs> we, to that penis? Well, we, yeah, we sent him off to a, a surgeon to get a penile prosthesis, but the surgeon said there's so much scar tissue there. Yeah. It's going to be really... So he, he got him an erection, but his penis was half the size because he used to have like a six-inch penis. Right. And now it's three or four. 
I and mean, people don't know about this, though. They hear about a wonder drug option, like an injection, that's right. going to provide them the most invincible erection of their right. lives. So you can see why they would naturally wow. want to attain that and, as often and of as course, they can. more is better. Welcome to America, That's right? right. That's right. I've seen the meal portions here. Are you yes. kidding me? Exactly. Holy crap. <laughs> I get a side of French fries the size of this table. I'm, like, exactly. shocked yeah, by the biggie, it. Biggie, biggie size your that's penis, right? right? That's right. <laughs> so, so, I mean, this is obviously... A massive lack of education for a lot of uh, penis owners in the and, world. That and doctors. And doctors. Your family doctor doesn't know anything about these injections. But are they prescribing them? Or is that uh, something right now that you only go to a specialist for? You, I hope, I hope doc, mm. family doctors aren't prescribing, but they mm-hmm. better not be. But your, yeah. your good urologist, even though most urologists are just surgeons, mm-hmm. that, right, are your, they're really a urological surgeon. Right. right? That's a urologist. But there are urologists who tend to dabble more in sexual medicine, and those guys are prescribing Tridex. And it's all, again, look at the bell curve. Half of them are below average, right? So I have bad doctors who are just, I I get calls once a week from a guy in Nebraska, no sexual medicine doctor, right? I got this stuff in the mail that my doctor prescribed. I don't know what I'm doing. How do I inject? What do I do with it? This guy was sent home with stuff, and he could essentially have really damaged his penis. He said, do I do a full syringe? I'm like, hell no. No. If he had done a full syringe, who knows what would have happened. That's like, look, now that weed is legal in Canada, um, someone gave me a giant uh, edible... Uh, like syrup that you put inside of a drink and, and no one told me that you know you only need a drop of it and I was high for about 42 hours and I like you know, we need education, we need when, education. We're, and when we're exactly. applying any kind yes. of enhancer or medicine whatsoever yes. okay I this has been something I've encountered so many times specifically with one partner I was having okay this was someone who we had a great social life. We would go out and have, you know, wonderful nights out where there'd be a couple drinks, but nights in where there wouldn't be any alcohol. The presence of alcohol in this person's body, in this guy's body, whether it was one beer, whether it was a whole night of drinking, it doesn't matter, would affect the ability to get hard and to stay hard. Yeah. What the fuck is the truth in alcohol? Well, it's, well whiskey dick is not a, a, whiskey a dick. myth. Yeah it's, yeah, it's the real thing. So it, we, that does get into a little bit of high school chemistry. Okay, the, when you are experiencing arousal, mm-hmm. the nerve endings in your penis, in mm-hmm. the bloodstream, do release nitric oxide. Okay. okay. The problem with nitric oxide, this has one extra atom. And if you remember high school chemistry class, that one extra atom means it's, it wants to bind to anything because it's, it's off balance, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. So nitric oxide in premium quality blood lasts one and a half seconds. <laughs> And in that one and a half seconds, it has to get from the nerve ending, which isn't that far, but it has to get through the cell wall in those little pouches I was talking uh-huh. about, and do a chain reaction to cause those to relax. Okay? So if the nitric ox, if there's alcohol in the blood, mm-hmm. suddenly we're now dealing with crappy blood quality. Instead of premium blood quality. But even all- a small amount, like small one amount. Yes. beer. We're talking molecular here. So how many molecules of alcohol are floating around in your Billions of... One beer, yes. Yeah. Can affect that ability. Yeah. It's like it was shocking to me because it was this, I, I couldn't win. The minute I would see one sip of a beer be consumed, I said, well, there goes my night. Yeah. So he, he was clearly really, really, really sensitive to alcohol. Wow. So, yeah. So, so anyway, that's, that's really what's going on. There are guys who, it, it inhibits arousal, it inhibits a lot of stuff. Uh-huh. It suppresses the, the, the nervous system in general. What do they have to do at that point? To be able to perform. Well, then he would, well, I would certainly, okay, if you're going to drink, I'd say, okay, let's at least take a, a pill and a Viagra. See what happens. Viagra, mm-hmm. Cialis, Levitra, Stendra. Mm-hmm. Um, Stendra is nice because it has no problem with alcohol. Yeah, some so, of these must have bad interactions with yes, alcohol. Yes, yeah. yeah. Viagra you can't take with alcohol. You can't oh, take with food. Oh, people do that all the time. Yeah, it, but they're, they're, they're not using the pill. They may be taking more than they need yeah. because the, with food or alcohol in your system, the Viagra doesn't work as well. Wow. And for some men, if they just had a bit... Right, you go out for a romantic yeah, dinner, yeah, a bottle yeah, of yeah, wine, yeah. pop a Viagra, nothing's going to happen. <laughs> Seriously? Right? Yeah. So because the, it has, it can't be... It's not absorbed with food in your stomach. So uh, so it's really... Again, people don't know this. This is all they education. do not know this. So I'm so glad you're here. People are buying Viagra literally from their exactly. friends who have prescriptions, and they have no clue how to get how the to use it. of that. Right, right. I tell people, say, okay, if you, if you think you're going to have 
sex, take the Viagra, have sex, then go to dinner, okay? Or, yes, yeah. Or then let's choose a different pill. Cialis lasts much longer, right? Yeah. So take a Cialis at 5 o'clock in the afternoon, you go to dinner, you have wine, it should still be in your system be perfectly well, mm-hmm. right? Okay, but let's say you're... Uh, we're arranging all over the place on this talk. I love this. Thank I you. love this. So, it's really my. It's really an episode about me and my curiosity. It's okay, why no, it is, it is, in my it past. Is. But there's a drug called Stendra, which is fairly mm-hmm. new. Again, most doctors don't know about it. It's called Stendra, mm-hmm. and it works in 15 minutes with food or alcohol. So, it, let's say you didn't know you're going out to dinner. Yeah. To meet, you're at the bar. You have a couple drinks. You meet. Holy crap! I'm going home. I walk in. Right, you walk in. <laughs> I say and, we're going to get it on. And, and the guy can pop a Stendra and it works in 15 minutes. doesn't matter with food or alcohol in his system. It's an amazing drug. How does it affect the, the, the longevity of the erection? Oh, it'll only help it. So it's not like it's, like it's going to prevent you from coming when you want? No, Like no. There's so much I don't the, the, know okay, about now, when those the, drugs are Some men, system. if they take these drugs and the penis gets too hard, yeah. it almost gets... They're like, it starts to feel fake and not natural. They will have a hard time climaxing. But for, first of all, this is a rich man's problem then, right? If you're having a hey, lot of I sex. I fuck a lot of rich men, all right? <laughs> it's like, but if, if we've got you a great erection, good, okay. And it's like, if you say to this, I, okay, you're a really good person to ask. I tell guys all the time, if you say, listen, I'm just not going to be able to climax inside you. Is that okay? Are you offended? What is the woman going to say? Not offended at all. Not offended. Not at all. offended. In at fact, all. it's less cleanup. Yeah, it's oh my god, it's the best. It's right? actually so much better. So I said, if you said, listen, you're there. I love this. Is great. It's just not going to work because of whatever. Women get that these are bodies, right? Right. And it's like so. So you didn't, but guy, no. If I didn't come inside her, it doesn't count. Right. That's why is that such a thing? Like that is that the purpose of that was to fucking procreate? <laughs> yes, like exactly. is that really the point of every sexual interaction well, you're yeah, having? And it's, like and it's so interesting. What I think is fascinating because yeah. if you look at every porn scene, the yeah. guy never climaxes inside a woman unless or you're a guy. watching a cream pie compilation, which I do <laughs> frequently. Okay. <laughs> But it's so funny. Our cum shots are yeah. all external. Yeah. It's very strange. And yet we, we have this, I, I think it could be primal. It's like, mm. I need to procreate. I need to make mm. a baby. I mean, I could be 65 years old and I still want a bit. No. I, it, so stop it. If intercourse is no longer fun, or if not, then stop it. End it. Yeah. Nobody, if, I have so many women who are like, it's getting dry. It's hurting. Yes. It's like, please, can yes. we stop now? The guy's like, no, I got to come inside you. You don't have to. You don't have to. So I tell guys, so if, if you've got an erection, you've already done the, and if sex is just play. Yeah. So a, a penis and vagina is just the same quality of sex as a penis in a hand or between boobs or yeah. anywhere. It's just, we're just playing. There's no doing it right. So if you don't ejaculate inside a woman, who cares? Exactly. The only time you need to do that is when you're making a baby. When you're working and that's your, and that's your motive that's and reason, that's yeah. what you're doing it and for. And even then, you know, we'll, we'll, uh, that, this is for a different podcast on fertility, but even then we we'll say that if it's a hassle... Don't come inside her. Mm-hmm. We're going to give you a syringe. You suck it up. You stick it in a vagina. And you deposit right the cervix. There. Exactly. Done. Exactly. This whole, this whole, yeah, coming inside the woman. But what if you don't? And a lot of, well, we hear it all the time. My wife thinks it's about her because yeah. she's not hot enough because I can't come inside her. That's right. There's something's wrong with the vagina because, like, we all, everyone hates vaginas. and Yeah, right. Everyone has, because they're so mysterious and elusive. And, you know, how, there <laughs> yeah. are so many, like, interesting corners and new rooms we didn't know about inside of yeah. them, you know? Yeah. And they all look different. They all look different. Yeah. And, and if it doesn't look like the ones on porn, then that's yours right. is ugly or... Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's a bit. That's such a big issue with me. Like, I can't stand that. I think that we need to see a lot more representation of real vaginas in porn. But so. you know, that's just a personal vendetta. Yes. Like over here, yeah. like, come on, preach it. Um, I've seen a lot of these on the market. Ron Jeremy is uh, actually endorsing one. It's mm-hmm. a natural honey supplement. I don't know the name of it. A lot of them are coming from Turkey, and. I was talking with my hairdresser. She said to me, Laura, you have to get this this honey satchel, this little, it's a product. It comes in like a one dose. You slip it into the drink, a tea or whatever. I mean, you get the consent before you do it. But um, within 20 minutes, you get the most incredible erection, uh, long lasting. Like it actually makes the penis bigger. It makes it like uh, stronger. Is this a real thing? Almost always, it is some version of Tadalafil, Vardenafil, or Sildenafil, the, the big drugs. I had a woman say, oh, my husband has this dick juice. He got it online. Yes, yes, yes. 
And I said, it's just, it's just amazing. He did got, he got, you know, online, whatever. And it came from India or Turkey or yes. China or the, you know, it came from the land of the common. But you look on the, you look on the back of the, the ingredients. It and says the- Tadalafil. And I said to her, I said, that's just liquid Viagra or that's just liquid Cialis. Wow. Almost all of these are just right, liquid. Right, but, but they're saying, oh, it's all this herbal, it, supplemental, yeah. like whatever. And Is there something in your diet you can bring in that would help promote uh, a healthier erection? If, if there were, do you think it wouldn't be on the market? I mean, <laughs> it's like somebody would be making billions. No kidding. No kidding. And, and these gas station drugs, as we call them, no, they're mostly like Yohimbi mentioned, take anything with Yohimbi. Yeah. That's a stimulant. You can have heart attacks. It's like, it's... Oh, I've like seen these. Speed. I've seen these gas station like gas station drugs, uh, the, anxiety, the, and all those exactly. things. Exactly. Don't take them. Does someone? Uh, does does a man who does masturbate, you know, quite often throughout a day? Let's say, let's say in the day he does it twice, three times. I mean, I don't even know if that's a lot. I'm, I'm just assuming. Does that affect the ability to maintain and have? It an, absolutely can. Right? Because I would imagine it depletes yeah. it. Well, yeah, and it, I know it, that's it, a basic well, question. Well, it sort of depletes but... the sexual energy. The, 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 the arousal, it does deplete that. I have a bigger problem often with mm-hmm. how the men are masturbating. Most men masturbate terribly. Oh, my God. What is terrible masturbation? Well, you just pound your prick to the pubes, yes. right? Yes. Without any lubricant. So you eventually are desensitizing the penis. Your penis is getting addicted to a tot, tight, hot, dry fist. There's no way a vagina or a mouth is going to compete with that sensation. So there could be actual dangers to masturbating yes, that way, it, yeah, long term. I'm like, bring on the coconut oil. Yes. If you could, as I tell a 16-year-old, as long as you're using lubricant, yeah. use coconut oil because it's good, it's organic, it's edible, it's safe, it's all that. You can masturbate as much as you want. There's no too much. Uh-huh. But if you're masturbating without lubricant, A, you're going to chafe your penis. Yes. That, that infection and all that kind totally. of stuff. Totally. Danger. Hello. But, but no, go knock yourself out. Your body will stop working. There is no masturbating too much. Now, oh, again, this you have to come back for another talk about. I'm going to be back so many okay, times. Okay. About... I just keep coming, Paul. Don't okay. worry. <laughs> <laughs> he keeps me coming back for more. But we'll, we'll talk about the relationship yeah. with men in porn, which in our society is hugely problematic. And I'm like, oh, yeah. folks, yeah. enough. Again, it's not, it's like, okay, in, in a nutshell, I mm. always say porn is never the problem. There's a reason why a guy would rather watch porn than have sex with his partner. Mm-hmm. That's the problem to explore. Porn doesn't make you not want to have sex with your partner. Porn is just a great escape. It so is. if you're there's something, if you're angry, if you're nervous, anxiety is a real reason why. Oh, I'm afraid of having sex with her. I'm going to do it wrong. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. So porn is much easier. Porn doesn't care. I'm just I'm so shocked by what you just said about the masturbating without any lubrication whatsoever has effects on the sensitivity yeah. and what it requires to achieve yeah, right. climax. That's terrifying. It's terrifying. Do you know how many men are just going raw dog with their hand, yeah. pounding it? Yeah. Yeah. And and we have guys who do the, um, they rub their penis on the bed sheets. Yep. Yeah. Right? Yep. Yeah. We've had guys who honestly had the beginning of calluses on the on the frenulum of the penis. They get they tell us using vibrators is going to lose our sensitivity and our ability <laughs> to climax. Meanwhile, they're doing this and I'm getting actual, you know, medical proof here yeah. that they could be having yeah. negative effects. They could be setting themselves up for difficulty yeah. down the line. Yeah. Studies on this are really difficult. They, they are beginning to come out mm-hmm. on, the, on this because, again, welcome to America. We, mm-hmm. It's, you know, and but... We do know that the penis gets addicted to a hand. Mm-hmm. We do know. So uh, what, what we do in our practice is we take the hand, we divorce the hand. Wow. So we're going to start using masturbation sleeves, the high sensitizing one, and then we work our way to gentler. And so the last one he uses, yeah. if he's having sex with a woman, yeah. he's using masturbation sleeves that's very lifelike, very much like a vagina, so we can train the penis to respond to that oh, sensation. So there's hope for them out there's there. There's hope. So yes, I mean, there are all these... We'll have a talk on masturbation devices, oh, masturbation yeah. sleeves. But again, we use them the other direction for premature ejaculation. Mm-hmm. The penis is too sensitive. Mm-hmm. We start off very gentle, and then we increase the sensation so they can withstand it. So that they can last. So I've, I've talked about this on my podcast for Cam 4, and you know I'm going to have to get to this. I'm looking at the producer right now because she knows that I'm going to have to get into this. I've broken a dick before. Yeah. Yeah. And it was the most terrifying experience yeah. of my life. And for him, too. The sound. The sound. There was a loud pop. Let me guess, you were on top. I was on top. Yeah. There was a loud pop. Yes, yes. And an immediate swelling. Yes. And uh, I saw photos of it later, and it was belly button to ball sack black. Yeah. 
Did he go straight to the emergency room? Went straight to the emergency okay, room, but good. didn't take the option for surgery. Okay. What is his... I don't... We don't speak anymore. Okay. So, okay. So, the, 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 there's this fibrous sheath Mm -hmm. that wraps around the erection part of the penis, Mm -hmm. right? The tube, tube. And and it basically, if you think of, if you know what a dryer hose looks like, some of you have never done laundry. You know, those those (laughs) curled, you know, a dryer hose is a ring of wire that's circled and wrapped or, and, and so this sheath is like that. It's, it's fibrous tendons. Very thin, like thread-like. I can see it. They're wrapped around, and what happens is they split along where those fibers meet. Ooh, is that the sound? That's the the... sound you heard it ripping. And so, what? Everything inside, all the blood inside, Uh is gushing out. It goes Uh under the skin and everything Uh else. So, generally, what depends on? I I don't know his specific. What they often will do is go in and suture up this this tear. Mm -hmm. Um, Now it's. The problem is you're going to cause a bend because where you just mm-hmm. sutured is not going to... So you... Um, if you go to the hospital and they stabilize you, I would say unless you're seeing one of the 20 or 40 experts in the country, it's your dick is worth it, find an expert who specializes in... Absolutely. In, in ruptured penises. Is that guy's biggest fear? Guys don't even know to be afraid of it, which is why I tell guys, <laughs> never let her be on top if either of you are drunk. Oh, my God. See, this, I wanted to make sure that I bring our discussion today into a big climax, and it was the dick breaking. So, like, yeah. honestly, uh, uh, if it does happen, is it the end of the world no, for no, penis owners? No, 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 it is not. The, don't panic. Don't Go panic. straight to the emergency room. Yes. The sooner they get there the less damage there will be. Yes. We have guys that go, oh my God, I'm going home in shame, and a month later they go to the emergency room. It's a little too late then. There's, what we can do is way less. <gasps> so the worst case scenario, it's like, suppose some guy broke, fractured his penis, sure, didn't sure. do anything for a year, we'd probably give him a prosthetic penis. A, 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 it's not a prosthetic penis. It's a prosthesis that goes inside the penis, and it works, and you would never know, guys. Nobody knows the guy has a. You probably had sex with a man who's got, who's a got one, and he, you had no clue. It's, they're that amazing. That's so crazy. So I've like slept with like a Terminator. Then there's yes, be bionic dick. Yeah. Oh, bionic dick. It's like the guys are like, how does he keep it up for like hours? Yeah, you know, he right. Had a, a, right. You know, he probably has. That. Oh my gosh. So guys, if it happens. Get yourself to the emergency room. Go to the emergency room and then make sure you're seeing a good, great urological surgeon, right. not just the emergency room doctor who right. said, I read the book. How can we keep our, our, our penises the healthiest for erections and for the most successful erections? Oh, can you give healthy us a healthy lifestyle? Exercise, eat right, lose weight, don't drink too much, yeah. cut back sugar, cut yeah. back carbs. Really? It's like just really? whatever's good for your heart is good for your dick. Whatever's good for your heart is good for your dick. Exercise. Exercise, exercise. Okay, tell them what, what, what mentally do we need to remind them of so that they don't get in their heads too much? Play, don't perform. Play, don't perform. She's really not interested in a performance. Mm-mm. No, I want to actually play. Yeah. I want to get on yeah. the field and play. The sound of good sex is laughter. Oh, oh, wow. The screams in porn are dubbed in for the most part. Oh, no shit, I know. That's such a. That's not the soundtrack that <laughs> it's not, we right, hear right. everywhere. That's not the sound of good right, sex. Right, right. Laughing and giggling is the sound of good sex. Right. Well, yeah. you know what? I just feel hopeful for all the, the dicks out there after this discussion. <laughs> I hope that everyone was listening and took some notes, though. Seriously. So, and thank you for your wonderful thank questions. You. This has thank been so you. much fun. This has been so much fun. So please I want to do back more. all the time. I want to do more. We will. Okay. This has been amazing. So thank you very much. This is Paul Nelson. And Laura and Desiree. Laura Desiree here <laughs> on How's It Hanging. How's It Hanging,